to be the biggest and baddest that ever was. Welcome to the Fingerspace Podcast. I'm your guest host, Keelan Waisaki from Waisaki Wheels, and we are excited to be chatting today with Michael from Solemn FB. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button on your streaming platform of choice. This show is sponsored by Fingerspace.co, which provides fingerboarding gear for all riders and all skill levels and all budgets. Use code FSPOD. Michael, thanks for coming on to the show. First, I want to start off by just, you know, introducing yourself. Who who are you and what is your company? What is Solemn FB? My name is Michael Rock, legally, I guess, but I go by Michael Anthony. So I don't know, Solemn, just fingerboard company. I don't know, like I'm really always out of the loop, social media style. And uh, so I was always missing drops. So yeah, that's why Solemn started. I love art. I like making stuff. Okay. So like when you mean like missing drops, you're talking about like, just like. Oh yeah. From my, you know, from my favorite deck makers, just like I was never catching people like, oh yeah, did you catch this drop? Like, oh no, sorry. I was broke that time. I remember growing up watching like Yellow Woods drop and mm. watching the countdown and I was never going to buy one because, you know, I was 10, 11 years old. It wasn't going to happen, mm. but it's like, ah. yeah, exactly. So I guess tell me a little bit more about your brand because I, I seen it, you know, we talk probably on a weekly basis and I always encourage and like you always are, are throwing out some amazing things. You're building parks, you're making awesome decks. I got actually one of your boards in front of me right now. The one you gave it to me at the Chicago event. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that one right there was actually in the second batch of decks that I had made. Like, I literally just started, like, this year, like, back in March. Okay. I started, like, once one other time, but uh, that was, like, so many years ago. And, uh, yeah, I was just really out of the loop then. I had no clue how, how to even social media properly or anything like that. So, would you say, when when would you say you started making decks? Like, when did you start making decks versus selling decks? First time I made them, I want to say it was like seven, six or seven years ago. And I attempted to, you know, run a little company then. Uh, but like I, I had ordered a mold and it was supposed to be like a custom and whatever, but I had put no thought into the specs whatsoever. So what, when I got the mold in the mail, it wasn't the greatest thing at, at all. And I pressed a few decks and painted a few and it didn't go very far. But yeah, like that was back, man. Like, I had just, like, uh, gotten my first set of wheels from you around then, too. Zip set up uh, salmon wheels. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So that would have been probably, like, 2017, 2018? Uh, even before that, maybe. Okay. okay. I want to say it was, like, six, six years ago. So you started making decks six, seven years ago, and then you stopped because you just yeah. weren't completely sure on the direction yeah, you wanted just, to go? I I had no clue how to even do it, what I wanted to even do. I didn't, I wasn't sure of a name. I wasn't sure of like, like at the time I was really like obsessed with getting real wear or figuring out how people were putting graphics on boards because I figured like painting them was just really time consuming. And like I had tried to paint a few and it just did not come out great at all. So I, I just lost patience with it and just kept fingerboarding for maybe like a year longer and then, like, I just kind of stopped fingerboarding for about two years, unfortunately. Oh, no, I, I totally understand that. Like, you do need a break from, you know, every mm -hmm. hobby. It's well needed, but then you can come back fully, uh, you know, we could use the word fully rested, and you can come back a thousand mm -hmm. times better. I see, I see people doing it all the time, and it's 100% yeah. recommended. And I'll, I'll say that with, like, you know like throughout everything because like not only did i take a break like i took like a, a life break at that time like it was like 
my life went on pause for everything that I did, like being an artist in general and stuff like that. I was going to say, cause but, we, we didn't really mention though, that you're, you're a full-time tattoo artist, correct? Yeah. That's what you do. Yep. Full-time, uh, just, I, at this point, I'm just going to consider myself a commission-based artist because, like, I don't stop at tattooing and I don't stop at fingerboarding. Like, I, anything that I can turn into an art and make somebody smile with it, I'm just like, here. And that's here you go. That's something, like, that's totally awesome because it's like, are you an entrepreneur? What are you? No, it's like, I'm a jack-of-all-trades and this is yeah, what I am. Like, just give me your saw and I'll, and I'll make art for you. Give me your clothing. I'll turn it into art. Give me your wall and some paint and I'll make art. I totally dig that. And that's why, like, when I see your boards, I'm always like, okay, these are cool. Like, there's a cool message behind it. Like, it's not just somebody like, hey, buy this because X, Y, and Z. It's you're fully into this. Like, this is basically your life. Yeah, you know, and like, you know, I've been told and like, it may rub shoulders the wrong way or something like that. But like, I guess like, I've been told that it was like a poor business model, I guess almost. Um, But it's like, yeah, I, I true. I, I want to sell stuff. I want to get my stuff out there. That's cool. I mean, everybody wants to, you know, have a little something in their pocket for their hard work, but that's not the reason I do it. You know, I love to paint things and I love to create things like, but at the same time growing up, I was taught that nothing is free in life. So if you want it, you don't have to necessarily pay me money. Just show me a cool trick. If you run into me in public and just be like, Hey man, I got like three tray flips back to back for you. I'll throw you a deck. Right. And they, that's like the biggest thing I see in fingerboarding because I've been around since 07 and I see people, well, oh, you're just in it for the money. Well, do you, does it, no one does anything for free. This world doesn't roll on, you know, hugs and handshakes. Like I don't pay my bills from that. You know, we all have to get where we're going somehow. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, if somebody truly wanted to know, uh, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't give somebody, I wouldn't hand my mold to somebody and be like, hey, here you go. But I would guide somebody in the right direction. Like if you're willing to find it out and you show me that you're willing to find it out, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to hand you the information. I'm not going to hand it to you, you know, but like work for the information and you'll get the information. 100%. 100%. You know. So like what are your initial thoughts and opinions on like tech deck and like the craze of fingerboarding? Like over over your time period in this was it tech decks that got you here was it a friend that you know, a fingerboard so originally like when i want to say like i was younger like it wasn't when the very first tech decks came around like the very like the 26 mil ones or whatever i think i think i don't even think i've actually seen one in person but like i don't know i think the 29 mils were the ones that were out when i got into it when i was in like middle school around like sixth grade or something like that and, you know, so that that's kind of where it started, I guess. And then, like, later, I thought Tech Deck disappeared. I didn't know where they went. I didn't. I stopped seeing them in stores, or maybe I just stopped paying attention as much. But then I found one at a Zoomies, and I was like, oh, wow, I haven't seen one of those in a while. And so I immediately bought it, took it home, started messing around with it, figured out how to kickflip. And then, I like, I looked it up on YouTube, and uh, I seen, a, like, a, that Kuma Films uh, fingerboarding Indonesia little clip. Mm-hmm. I think I know which one you're and, talking about. Yeah, and I like I got to looking real close. I'm like, man, those guys aren't using tech decks. Something's up here. Something's not sitting right. Right. So I got to I got to looking it up, and I was like, oh wow. It, it was almost like described as find not a finding a golden ticket, but you found the the next upgrade. Like you found tech yeah. decks, and then you found wooden tech decks because it yeah. was it was it wasn't like. 
I went straight to Google, and Google took me to PREP. <clears throat> right. And then PREP, from, from my first pro setup, though, was a Yellowwood. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was I was I was so excited to get in. It. It's it took me like once well, it didn't take me. It took it almost like four weeks, five weeks almost to get it. I don't know. It felt like forever. I was like super excited, and then my dog ate it like five months later. Oh shit, that has to suck. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> I had the because you know it's it's probably was it a full setup? Was it like you no, know, just a Zach? Yeah, completely full Y setup. Mm. But thankfully, like the wheels were salvageable, the trucks were hardly touched, but the board was just demolished. So hopped right back over to P Rep and got me a deck real quick. Okay, so it's more <laughs> safe to say it was more of a P Rep that got you into P Rep got you into fingerboards more than tech decks, or was it tech deck? Yeah. I would say like when, when tech decks, um, when I was in middle school, I'd say I used those for like almost a solid two years around the middle school age. And then once I used, picked up the P rep, I think I only used those for maybe six or seven months before I jumped into getting a more advanced setup. I guess. Oh, yeah. But I, I did fairly do most of my learning on P rep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I have a side question for you. Because when everyone says like tech decks, middle school fingerboarding, did you guys, was it like a big, was it kind of like a big group of people that played with tech decks in middle school? Oh, yes. Yep. For for my middle school. Yeah. We like, it wasn't like a huge group of people like they're like everybody kind of had one and brought it to school here and there. But then there were like 10 of us that just every recess, uh, every lunch, breakfast meetup, you know, and then after school, if we ever went to go hang out with each other after school, we would like bring them with or anything like that. You know, just a little bit more excessive than your usual, hey, the new thing that's out in middle school, you know. So was there like almost an underground black market for tech decks? Because there was in my middle school. And Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll definitely say that. We used to sit at the lunch table and just be like, yo, you see this one that I just got? Yeah, yeah. And just started swapping around. We, we did the same thing with Pogs, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because we had like underground black market. Like there was people like an in-school. I remember an in-school suspension teacher that would confiscate them and like there was a desk full of them at the end of the year someone broke into that desk <laughs> took them all and was like just handing them out it was like you have a tech deck you have a tech deck there was probably a couple hundred in there oh wow yeah no um well i actually i weirdly enough like i had a cousin that i didn't meet until uh fifth grade so it was like right before uh, middle school him and his him and his brother were actually the two that got me into tech decks because uh, like I'd met him, found out his family and went to go hang out at his house, stay the weekend because they were going to go do some camping event. And like the first time setting foot into this guy's room and it's just all tech decks everywhere. And I'm like, that can boards, the little mini lockers, it rails, the half pipe. And I'm like, wow, that's got to be amazing to see. Yeah. So Solomon FB has been going for six or seven years. Prior to that, no, I guess not even, not even. Like Solomon itself didn't even like. I didn't even think of the name Solomon until like February. Okay. Yeah. So like I've been doing like I made fingerboards under the name of Lost City like six or seven years ago, and then I fell off from everything. Like I even like you know like I'd given up on making boards at that point. I even threw the mold in the trash and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd say like. 
Yeah, I cut completely cut off. But this time, I made sure to stack up plenty on the knowledge before I started up again. Mm-hmm. I mean, with with age and experience, you come back at things yeah. and you look at something from a different angle, and you can do it differently. Oh yeah, so much, so much. It just feels it like I won't say that it's easy because it's like, but it's just it feels easier to obtain the things that I couldn't find before. For sure, I want to know. From, you know, just from a personal standpoint, what motivates you? Because we like, we, we, we mentioned, oh, you know, it's money, you know, it's not like I'm doing this for the money because I, we're, we're not doing this for the money. Let's not be like, let's not be frank. Let's not be around the bush. We're not no. making tons of money from this. You know, we're not we're, at all. We're, if anything, I've spent more on Solemn than I've made for sure. For, for sure. I can totally understand that and completely <laughs> understandable because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like people, people seem to come to you and say, oh, hey, can I have this? Or, hey, you know, you're doing this for the money. They see, they see, like they can see five people have one of your boards and be like, wow, you're sitting on top of the world. It's like, what's, what's that, you know, 40, 45 bucks a pop times five. Okay. That's, you know, that's hard earned money. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you're not retiring. No, you know, not at all. It's kind of like that. That's where I was going to get into is what motivates you because some people would like to say, use the term money is a motivation. In this case, mm-hmm. it's not, I know from a fact, it's not, what is it for you? No, dude. It's just like, I don't know, I feel like I've done a lot in life and I've experienced a lot of things and I've learned a lot of things because of the things that I've done. Like being a tattoo artist and learning about fingerboarding has taught me so many things along the way. And it's like every day I wake up and it's like, I want to teach somebody how to do this or whatever. Like if I know how to do something and this person wants to know how to do it, I want to teach that person how to do it. I want them to do it better than I'm doing it. So then maybe they can teach me something and then I can do it better. Right on. Like ultimately I just, I I want, I want to learn and I want other people to be inspired by that and learn themselves. Right. Cause it's almost, it's probably not, it's not as easy. Well, I know for a fact it's not easy, but you know, finding like an apprentice to be, to tattoo underneath you, to train them is pretty Uh, difficult. Very difficult. I've only had one in 11 years, make it through. And doing it, doing it alone for fingerboarding would be, I, I would feel it wouldn't be as difficult, but it would be difficult because of location, because we're not like I'm in Milwaukee, you're in right outside of Rockford and that's two and a half hours away. You know, that's, yeah. that's not something where someone's going to be like, Hey, you know, like I'm going to come in at eight and we're going to work together. Yeah. Like, so I totally 100% think it's great to teach the willing uh, show the willing, but not hand over like, Hey, you know, this is how I do it. Here you go. Like run, run wild with it. That's no, yeah. no. First, I uh, like, I don't know if somebody asks me a question, I always, I always start with, well, how are you currently doing it? That, that's a great way to do it. You know, no, like, I'm not just going to hand you my info. I want to know what you're doing. So I'll tell you if you're in the right direction. Right. It's, it, it seems to me like it's better to guide someone versus tell them because who appreciates mm-hmm. like, depending on what the situation okay if you're making cookies that's one thing but if you're hey how do i put a graphic on this board and tell me step by Mm. step okay well how are you doing it right right now well i'm not okay so you're not putting any effort forward to begin with right so why should i show you and it's like to me personally it's just so much more gratifying when you can figure it out for yourself in the first place it's funny because when when someone figures it out by themselves they're less likely to tell they're not less likely to tell the next person they're less likely to just hand it over yeah there's a sense of pride in hey i did this i made this i'm i mm. i like i tell people all the time on how you know tips and stuff for decks and i'm sure you do too it's it's not mm. so much the like 
there are people I'm not even going to name drop. There are people who are high top tier in this community that five, six years ago used to ask me these things and now they don't speak to me. So you can kind of see in a sense, like if you, if you earn something and you take that time to really learn it, you, you take way more pride in it versus just, you know, turnkey. This is how I do it. Yeah. And what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, that kind of makes people a little impatient. Like it's like, you know, not like general impatient, but like some people can kind of like feel like, like I'm coming off as rude. Like if I don't want to just hand over information and it's like, it's not like that. It's not that I'm like, you know, you're not closed I'm off. Just, you're not, you I'm more or less just filtering you out. Like I get asked by multiple people. Like, you know, you're not the first guy to ask me. You're, you, you got to come at me in a different way. That's all. for sure. I almost like to say, because we'll, we see it on, what is it? Fingerboarding unlimited. We see it all the time mm-hmm. where people come in and they're like, Hey, how do you do this? And I remember specifically being like these guys show me or I want to learn. It's all about the approach. It's not, it's not the, Hey, screw you. We don't want to tell you it's if you were going to be asking someone for something that you really wanted, how would you go about it? Like what kind of thought would you put behind it besides saying, Hey, how do you do this? Tell me. I don't know. I like, I, I personally have a hard time asking for information myself. That's why I just do a lot of digging. And I think that's where a lot of growth comes is, you figuring it out yourself, you know, individually figuring it out yourself. That's where the majority of knowledge comes from. Because I bet you if we sat down and made decks, we'd make them two different ways completely. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've definitely, I've seen so many different ways. Like, I, I like, you know, sitting on Instagram, like, I, I just like seeing the reels where people are just getting creative now, making their, you know, showing their process videos. And I came across one of Unique's videos uh, of how she rounds her boards. And I was like, wow that that's that's unique right exactly <laughs> it is it's, it's all different so, like yeah i went out and like I, I purchased it and i was like you know i tried it out for myself and i was like you know it worked well for sure i mean not not my flavor but i wanted to see if it would be easier <laughs> than the method that i did I, I tried it out i personally wasn't a fan of her method but if it works for her this tight is unique exactly 100 percent. you know and tattooing like it's the same way like me and my boss like outlines when we do like the outline work on a tattoo but our finished product with an outline looks almost identical but when you watch me and him do it the application is completely different yeah the the steps in the process to get there and some Mm. people like that's another thing when you teach somebody they want to know how you did it but then they'll come back and say well why didn't this work and because you didn't do it exactly the way i showed you precisely and you that's know, where they get frustrated and, and they can't, they can't problem solve. And, that, and that's a very big, like, deterrent for a lot of people, I feel. Not even, like, a deterrent, but even, like, just something, I don't know what would be the best word for it, but, like, when you try to tell somebody, like, hey, the route that you're going to have to take, unfortunately, is going to cost you some money. And they're, they're just like, no, I'm going to find any way around that to make it not that much. Mm-hmm. They're like, I feel like there's a certain type of way that some stuff does have to be done. Like, I don't know. I, I can't name anything in specific. Like tattooing, there's like a certain way that you can do a tattoo, but you can't like do an oil painting the same way. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like with For shadowing. It's all the same, you know. But, but similar to that, like if you don't follow each step, like just like that, you're going to end up with a different product. And the, ultimately, they're just going to be like let down. Why did mine end up that way? I think people don't understand what practice means. And I can't quote the guy. He's out there. He's on my Instagram. But practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes improvement. 
you start at one, you start at one and get to 10. And if you looked at board number one, you made versus board number 10, you're going to look at board number 10 and say, wow, this looks amazing. But look at board oh, number yeah. one, one through nine and say, okay, what did I do differently? How did I, you know, change the rounding? How did I change the countersinks? Mm. You know, and it's kind of weird too. I was actually like looking back uh, at a few of my big, uh, like the boards from, you know, just not even like, like I said, not even that long ago, just back in like March. And like, I, I even asked my buddy Nico, I'm holding one of my boards and I'm like, man, who QC needs to be fired? <laughs> exactly. Right. I, I, I think that that shows me a sign of growth just watching you because if you can look at your product and say what the fuck is this from a year ago six months ago whatever and be like okay i need to change this or because there are some people that think they get to a certain level where they're "Mm, i can't get any better and i can't i can't do any more absolutely not there's always that can be done slightly better or even even if it's not done better maybe it's it's done to get the same result just a little bit faster i guess like i don't know like i've been hearing like wild things about like glues that are out that take like six hours to cure or some shit Mm -hmm. or some stuff but yeah you know you you can there's like like i get told daily at work there's a thousand ways to skin a cat and every way someone's gonna do it differently and that's okay Mm mm-hmm kind of scary to think about that well you know i i've worked closely like with another fingerboarder and we make he'll come over and he'll make decks and he'll be doing something and i'll be doing something that's different mm. so yeah i i've tried so many different things when it comes to like just shaping the boards playing around and stuff like that i'm sure everybody has you know right still still playing with it like i, I seen the stuff that you were posting on like i don't know what machine you had that thing hooked up to but the way you were cutting those boards out that was awesome mm-hmm. no that's that's something recently new that i had but you know it's not it it's it, it it is it is the same example of what you said is six months ago i who 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 in qa took made this board and they should be fired i took a look at all my stuff too and was like this is shit this is absolute yeah. dog shit Dude, and, and people think, like, I don't know, like, I always feel kind of goofy because people look at me weird when I call myself on my own, you know, my own mistakes or stuff like that. And it's like, don't be alarmed. Take that as a as a good thing. Like, now I know where I need to get better. Take it with a grain of salt. It's criticism. It's not, unless it's being outright rude, take someone's criticism as, hey, I'm going to build from this. Mm. And, you know, I think everyone needs to do that. There's no point where someone's like, mm, I'm going to. I'm the best. I'm I'm better, you know. Most definitely. So, so what are your goals? Your, you know, your goal or goals with your company. Is there anything you're trying to achieve? To be the biggest and baddest that ever was. Gosh, that needs to be no. the intro right there. That has to be the intro right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, honestly, like, that'd be cool. Like, I don't know. I'd I just get excited every time I hear that my board, like anytime I get an order uh, on uh, the the website or anything, just to see one of my boards are going to like, cause like, I don't know, dependent, like, I don't know the, all the shipping prices. Like I have shipped to Canada twice, but like, you know, seeing that my boards are going to Canada, I'm like, wow, somebody in Canada wants my stuff. That's awesome. Right. It, um, that, I, I just want to keep that feeling up. Like, like I said, I've, like, I just want to keep making a board and just keep doing it. And then, you know, and ultimately I just, I don't know, like I love tattooing, but like, it's one of those things to where like, I am, I'm really passionate about the artwork that I create. I don't like to create a lot of artwork that I'm not exactly a fan of, if you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, with tattooing, uh, specifically like 
I'm not a realism artist. Like, I don't prefer to do, like, realistic-styled tattoos. For sure, yeah. I'm more of, a, like, an American traditional, neo-traditional, if you know the, the distinctions between the styles or not. But it's like, anytime I get to draw something of my own and create an original piece made by me, and somebody wants that, and they're just like, yes. Like, I always knock it out of the park, I feel. You know, like, not only did I feel great doing it like i knew i had full confidence all the way through every time i make an original piece by me right it's it's like a it's a feeling it's an adrenaline rush when when someone wants Mm -hmm. something you made with your hands yeah and you know like and that's like another reason why i prefer to like hand paint all my decks like for me like painting on the deck is like the the most intimate form of putting artwork on a deck you know i I love me a real wear graphic for sure like just because they wear like skateboards so that's great you know blank decks i love those because i like sticker decorating stuff right i think i think there's there's a place for everything like there's a place for the graphic decks there's a place for the blank decks because i'll have like a few blanks set up a few graphics set up Mm. and it's it's something that you know it's part of being like creative and that's what's always so fun about this this hobby is you can you can do whatever you know you there's there's not anyone that telling you hey you can't do that because it's yours. You you can do that. You can do exactly what you want if you put your mind to it. Yeah. I mean, I so I guess ultimately my goal um, is to, you know, just keep creating and just pump as, like, I mean, not as many, like, as in a number, but, like, you know, I, I want as many people as possible to have and be happy with what I've created. Mm-hmm. Like the last park I built, like I, I've enjoyed it. I've had some buddies from like out in the Chicago area. Like I just had like six people in my basement for out from the Chicago area. And then a few from the Wisconsin area down just here in my basement last night, all session this park. And it's like, Hey, yeah, man, like let, let's get these things out there. So everybody else can have fun with them too. Right. Which, which I do have to make it down there for sometime soon. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, like, I, I'd like, that's what I would like to do is like, you know, just wake up and just create some dope artwork every day and hopefully just, you know, have a nice chill spot to invite all of my homies to come do the same thing, to come create stuff. All right. Do you have a face? I don't know if you have a Facebook page, do you? Uh, yeah. Facebook, it's uh, Solemn Fingerboards. Okay. And uh, IG is uh, Solemn FB. All right. You heard it here. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Right. For having me here. It was it was awesome chatting with you. Yeah.